This week is the last week to take advantage of that incredible offer from Kitty Gonzalez Yoga. Don't forget, she is offering 50% off of the first month of her monthly yoga membership. Her monthly yoga membership is $18 a month, and your first month is only nine bucks. That is an incredible deal. I'm so, so excited to be partnering with Kitty. And don't forget what you get with this membership a live class every Saturday, Eastern Standard Time. You get a 20 and 60 minute video launched every week and a library of past yoga courses. When I went on to Kitty's website, I couldn't believe how many courses she's recorded for folks. It is absolutely incredible. And I have been committing to 90 days on my mat. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my daily posts. And let me tell you, it's not easy, but Kitty makes it so easy to access classes. And whether you're a beginner, you're in the middle of your practice, or you're a veteran on the mat, she has every option for you. So head to the show notes, head to the link in my bio, or head to kittygonzalez.com and you can click on memberships and enter the code GROWINGWOMAN for 50% off of your first month of her monthly membership. You will not regret it. She is amazing. Welcome to another episode of Growing Woman. I am so, so thrilled to have you here. My name is Christina Singh, and I am your host. Growing Woman is a podcast all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories, and I am so, so excited for today's episode. When I was editing this episode, I was listening to it and I just completely forgot I was supposed to be editing it and making sure it sounds good (laughs) because I was just so immersed in the conversation I had already had with this person. So um, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. It is with Ruby Varela. She and I go way, way back. I met Ruby in high school through some mutual friends. And ever since I've known Ruby, I've known her to be a photographer. So today we talk about her journey. We talk about, you know, coming into her own, in her work, finding her her footing to start her own business being curious and always asking questions and always starting conversations and that's what I really really admire about Ruby she's such a people person and I think that has taken her you know to such a successful place in her life with her business and her work um with pixels and prints her business it's just stunning so i highly encourage you to go check ruby out after this interview or maybe while you're listening to it she um she just has an incredible company that she's built from the ground up and it's wonderful to see her um her evolution and her in action so i have been wanting to talk to her for a long time and it was so fun she's such a natural and um I really hope you enjoy this episode with Ruby. You can find her um, information in the show notes. I highly encourage you to go follow her, connect with her work. And if you're listening to this and you just need some inspiration on conquering that fear, really going for it, opening yourself up to the process, this is that episode for you. Enjoy this beautiful conversation with Ruby. And thank you, Ruby, for being on the show. Ruby, welcome to Growing Woman. I am so thrilled to have you here. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I've been I'm listening to your podcast. I just love it. So oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I when you said that to me, I was I like got emotional. I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh. Whenever anyone listens to the show, I get emotional. Whenever they tell me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, so yeah, you listen to the show and I have known you for, I was reflecting on this a very long time <laughs> and yeah. I know you through mutual friends, but 
through like since high school. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I remember, and I was, you know, when I was preparing for the, our time together today, I was reflecting upon the fact that I have known you to be a photographer um, the entire time that I've known you and the entire the entire time I've been connected to you. And so I was really, really curious. I'm always very curious, obviously, about women's stories and um, how they found their path and, and their journeys in life. But I've seen your business um, because we've remained connected on social media. I've seen your business really evolve. And it's been really wonderful to see you gain a following, to see you gain notoriety, to see more businesses um, with you and your family evolve. And I just always remember you being into photography and being a photographer. So how did this come about for you? Have you always been drawn to photography and have you always been drawn to this medium? Uh, Yeah, literally always. So I would say I started when I was like 10, 12. With wow. Yeah. Like, so back in the day when, before digital, there was film, right. And my mom would get those big packages from Costco film and she would hide them in her dresser. And I would go into her dresser and I'd steal film from her and go out and photograph the sunset or my dog or whatever it is, flowers, just all those things since I was young. So, um, uh, in high school, they offered photography class. So I decided to take it as an elective and I just fell in love with it. And it's been just an ongoing thing since I was 16, 17. Wow. Yeah. When did you decide that this was going to be your career path? Because I know that, you know, you can take a class, you can fall in love with something, but like, when did you decide this was going to be the, the path for you? It was my senior project. Remember our senior project? Like everyone mm-hmm. needed it. <laughs> um, my senior project was really like, okay, I, I want to do this. I want to be a photographer. And I went into the whole, my whole project was about how art can be a career. And at the time, you know, people didn't really view art as a career and things like that weren't really seen as an option. And um, it was, it was honestly like my parents, they, my parents come, they're immigrants and they come from a, a math and science background. And so for me, they're, they've always pushed me to do something along those lines. And that was never really anything I wanted to do. And so my senior project was kind of like a, Hey, I can do something other than engineering. Uh, My dad is an engineer. My brother's an engineer. My husband's an engineer. So like, it's just, it's one of those, yeah. Like it's one of those, you know, it's just in our family. So um, it was always just expected that I would do something along those lines. And then when I decided that I wasn't, it was kind of like a, Whoa, what? (laughs) And I think that was kind of a motivator for me that, hey, I, I can do something along these lines. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. I wanted to be, you know, I want to be Annie Libowitz or who knew, one of those. But uh, it's, it's, it blossomed into something much deeper, I feel, for me. Right. Um, when you were first starting out, after you did that senior project, what did your career initially look like in photography? Because I'm always really fascinated by those uh, small moments that lead to larger paths. So what did your career look like when you first started? It didn't look anything like what it is now. Please I really wanted to get into advertising, into fashion. Uh, that was my big thing. I wanted to be a fashion photographer. Um, I learned very quickly that you have to know somebody in this field to get it. And yeah, it was, it's a very competitive field and you just have to know the right people. And as hard as I tried, it just wasn't something that was working out for me. Um, I got my degree in uh, fine art photography and I was later on, I started working, I started working at Applebee's. I started working at Applebee's and um, I saw two gentlemen sitting on one of my tables and they were talking about photography and they had cameras out. And I was like, Oh, you guys are photographers. And this is, I had just graduated at this point. So I was, you know, just out of college and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, um, and, uh, one of the gentlemen, he happened to be the, uh, husband of the CEO of the Valley press, which is our local newspaper. (laughs) Great. So he didn't tell me any of this. I just got into a conversation with him and we must've talked for like 30 minutes and I gave him my business card. Didn't think anything of it and just went on with my day. A couple of days later, I got a phone call with a job offering for the newspaper. And I was shocked. I was like, wait, how do you even know about me? Where did this come from? And, and her name was Sherry Bryant. 
Um, and Sherry was, she told me, she's like, yeah, you've made an impression on my husband and I really want to meet you. So let's bring you in for an interview. I checked out your website. You're exactly what we're looking for. I was like, okay. And it just kind of fell and I, it fell on my lap. And honestly, going to call when I was in school, um, I would always skip the photojournalism <laughs> assignments because I wasn't a fan of them. I liked fashion. I liked advertising. I liked, you know, that sort of stuff. And so documenting real life was very different for me. Um, yeah. But when I was offered the job, I said, well, okay, it's a job. Let's do this. So, right. I mean, what a beautiful testament to number one, your personality, because you are so warm and welcoming and friendly. And I think, um, you can find connection and networking anywhere. I mean, you were just listening to people talking about photography and you had this passion and now you're connecting with them and you got a job from that. So I think that's such a beautiful lesson and being open to, you know, number one, listening, and then also connecting with others. I think we're very conditioned to be afraid to connect with people when we're you know, or afraid to put ourselves out there in certain ways. And I love that you just couldn't help yourself. You're like, yes, I, I need to talk to these people. And it led to you getting a job. That's amazing. Yeah, that um, I would love to talk more about your experience in photojournalism, but you said something that really piqued my interest that you gave them your business card. So what was your business card? What, what were you doing? And you know, what was that? It path? was fashion type photography. It was, you know, models and cool hair and makeup and and interesting poses. And it was just my name at the time, Ruby Alvarado photography. And I designed it myself on like some program. I don't even remember what, because it was like 15 years ago. Um, And it was just, you know, it was a stinky little card, you know, and um, he, he went home and he looked me up online and went on my website. And at the time it wasn't even, I didn't even have my name as a website. It was like, you know, I, I, I paid for something, something else. And it was, it was like Ruby Alvarado backslash something, something, something backslash <laughs> portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't even like rubyalvarado.com. It was just like whatever I could do at the time. So, yeah, I, I just love that you took the initiative to create a website to like really put yourself out there in that way. Um, so when you got into photojournalism, I love that you said you skipped those classes I because <laughs> you weren't interested in them. And then this is your first, you know, real gig out there. Um, what was that like? How did that shape your craft? Oh, honestly, I, I honestly think that this job was preparing me for what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, being a photojournalist, you are literally thrown into an unknown situation. You're I, so I'll give you an example. Um, you know, I was the crime reporter in the evening. So, um, it was, it was, I get phone calls at, you know, eight o'clock at night. Hey, we have a, a vehicle versus pedestrian on, you know, oh these cross streets go, you know, that's all I knew. That's it. I would just, these are the cross streets go. So I'd have to figure out how to get there, where to, where I'm going, what am I photographing? You know, how am I going to photograph this in a way that tells a story? Um, you know, oh, there's, the mayor's, you know, opening up a new plant or whatever, you know, whatever it was. Um, okay. And I would just have to show up and document, document it and tell a story the best way that I know how. And yeah. that was, that was to me, it was, it was a challenge because I have always worked with models and makeup artists and, you know, different, a completely different world. So I had to I had to introduce myself to people as, Hey, mm. you know, I'm photographer with the Valley press. And a lot of times I was often seen as a child because I was, I was 24 at the time. So a lot of times it was, who is this little girl here? She needs to get out of here. This is a police scene. You know, I got that a lot, Oh wow, a lot. So I literally had, you know, I have to wear my badge and I'd have to wear, um, the, the, uh, it's like a vest. It's like a yellow vest that says media on it and news on the back. So I'd have to wear that in order for people to actually take me serious. Cause a lot of times they were just like, you need to get out of here. You have a camera. You can't be taking these pictures. You got to go. And it wasn't until like, Hey, okay. You know? So, right. That's so interesting. How many people were, were there multiple people in that role for the Valley press? Like how many people were out there doing that? There's only three at the time. So it was, yeah. So we would take shifts. So it would be like a morning and afternoon and evening photographer. And, um, I liked being the evening photographer because it was the most exciting. So, um, it was between, you know, sports and crime and the evenings. So 
I would photograph, you know, whatever baseball game was going on at the time or football game. And then, you know, I'd be having my scanner on my phone. I usually had like an app or a scanner and just listening to the scanner and see what was going on that was newsworthy. And then wow. I would take off to the next, whatever is going on. That's, this is so interesting to me. So out of the three of you, um, how many were women? Two. Yeah. So the, our head, the head photographer was a male and then, um, it was Christina. Her name is Christina. Um, and <laughs> I, and, uh, yeah. So I just find this so interesting because you were saying people didn't take you seriously. Um, did you ever talk to Christina about whether she was taken seriously when she went there or your male counterpart? Um, I had talked to Christina slightly about it, but she'd been doing it. She's been, she's, she's a little bit older than me. So she'd been doing it for a while. And I think, um, most of the, the PIOs, which is the police, the, the, the press information officer, most of them knew who she was. So they, they already knew like, oh, that's Christina. So me being young and just coming into the situation, um, it was, it was just a little different for me. Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. And having to like have that official representation. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this shaped your, you know, I think something that really jumped out to me is the storytelling aspect that you were saying, um, because I find that your work now has such a beautiful element of story to it. And, um, you can tell in the people that you're capturing, you really want to get to know them and know their stories and really portray that in your work. Um, how long were you in this role and what came after your, um, time in photojournalism? So I was in there about five years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was, I was the paper for about five years and then we got pregnant. We got married. My husband and I got married. We got pregnant. And during my pregnancy, it was kind of an eye opener for me. I think, um, that I, I couldn't really do this forever. Um, we got, I was set on some scary assignments that I was like, Oh, I can't do this. If I have kids, there were a couple of times like, Oh, Hey, there's an open gunman in Walmart. I need you to go photograph that. Like what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and I was pregnant, you know, and I'm the only photographer on and for that shift. So I just had to go do it. I just stayed in my car and shot for my car because I wasn't going Oh in my there. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, repeat the question again. What was the question? <laughs> I was just curious, you know, your next step, you said you got pregnant, yeah. um, and you know, what came after this adventure in photojournalism? Right. So, um, so after photojournalism, I decided, you know, I, once I had my son, I'm like, I, I can't go back to work. I can't do this. This isn't, this isn't a, a career that I can raise my children and, and do, and do this. So my husband, um, he really pushed me and that's where God, I love him so much. He really pushed me to being a wedding photographer. So at the time I was already photographing weddings, but, um, being at the newspaper really taught me how to capture the honest moments that are really happening, how to, how to interact with somebody that you've just met and how to make them super comfortable with you in 10 minutes, Um, enough, enough to get a portrait out of them. And it's a portrait that's honest. It's not, you know, posed and standing there, you know? So um, it was, it was something I just, I took what I learned from the paper and I just implemented it into what I do now as a wedding photographer. And it's, it's really cool to see because that the background of fine art portraiture is in, involved in wedding photography. My background in photojournalism is involved in wedding photography. And then, you know, I can add my other creative aspects into there as well. And I just, I feel like it's just kind of like, works best for me as a photographer, as a wedding photographer. It's like, I get to capture the portraits and then all the honest moments that happen in between. Yeah. So this is, I, I really, really enjoy learning about your story and the different elements. I mean, we all bring these elements into our journey, wherever we are in life, but I always find wedding photography to be number one, hard, (laughs) because I have had, um, an engagement shoot done and I had a wedding shoot done. And, you know, there are moments where, especially when you first meet your photographer, where it is awkward (laughs) and you are like, you know, you're, you're like, okay, how am I posing? Like I, what am I doing here? And I, I love the fact that you said, I got really good at making people feel comfortable within 
within 10 minutes of meeting them because I have to take their portrait. Um, what other challenges have come up in your career now as a wedding photographer and as somebody who's meeting people for the first time and taking their portraits right away? What are some of the most common challenges you face and how do you tackle them head on? I would say people who might not be used to my style of photography, people who are used to the just look at the camera and smile, I think those are probably the most challenging that I have. Um, and I try to, when I introduce myself, I try to let them know, okay, this is kind of how this flow works. Kind of let them know, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose you. I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where to put your hands. You know, I'm gonna tell you how to look at your spouse. But at the end of the day, I want you to give me honesty at the same time. And so that sometimes, especially with men, they can have a hard time with that because they're just like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So um, a lot of times, I try to sink in into more of a personal level with them, and I find that just talking with them really opens them up. And I'll just ask them questions like, How'd you guys meet? Who said, I love you first, you know, where'd you guys have your first kiss? Did you say, I love you back when he said, I love you, you did it. Oh my gosh. You know, when we just go on this whole tangent and a lot of times when people talk about themselves, they get to, they, they get to start warming up and then they feel more comfortable in the, in the position. I think. Yeah. I'm also that. so nosy that I want to, I'm like, tell me everything about your relationship. I love this. <laughs> I mean, and the, I love that too. I mean, I love a good love story and that's what I do for a living. So you know, if I get to sit here and listen to how, you know, how did you propose to her? You know, that's a great for me. I'm just like, yeah, go ahead. Tell me more. Yeah. So, um, I love that too. And I, um, I remember when I was getting my photos done, um, my husband, the, our photographer said touch foreheads and my husband took his fingers and touched my forehead. (laughs) Yes. We just started laughing, like bursting out, but there's some of our favorite pictures because we just burst out laughing. And I think it is really hard to know what to do when you are in an unfamiliar situation. Um, so when you, uh, were pregnant and decided like, I'm going to change my career path and really go out on my own with the encouragement of your wonderful husband, he just sounds Mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, I would imagine, did you start while you were pregnant? Um, and, then you were a new mom. Like how did this transition happen for you? So I've always, like you said, I've always been a photographer. So I've always kind of photographed weddings and on the side, when I was like press, I would always like, Hey, I have a, you know, I have a Sunday available if anybody wants a photo shoot. And so I was constantly doing side work. To, while working at the belly press. So it would only came natural for me to do this. It was scary. I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. the scariest time of my life to give up a career where I had, I had a 401k. I had paid family leave. I had benefits, you know, I had my healthcare was through them, you know, and it was, it was scary to give all of that up at per se and to stay home and raise my child while still doing photography. Did I expect it to be what it is now? Not at all. I expected to be a part-time mom, part-time worker, or, you know, own my own business, but I never expected to be where I'm at now. I'm very thankful, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't, it wasn't really in the plan for me. It was, I want to be home and raise my kids. And then just, it just kind of became what it is now. Yeah. uh, Oh, I love that moment of surrender that we often have to face when we have a fear. Um, and when we're starting something new, because that's really scary, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, when you're faced with something that's calling out to you, I often talk about the tap on the shoulder that guests have faced before, and it's just become that obvious path, but then also the moment of surrender of like, okay, this is going well, let's keep going. Let's keep yeah. building. How did you scale your business? Did you just naturally find clients and people you know, reach out about your work because your work is so gorgeous. And I really want to talk about that, but how did that happen? How did that scale up for you? So Instagram. Oh, really? Right. So I got involved with Instagram kind of towards the beginning. And I, right when I, when I was on maternity leave, I said, okay, I have, they gave me six months paid family leave. And so, wow, yeah, that's yeah, actually really great. Really amazing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why am I giving up this job? But, uh, I, I was like, okay, um, six months. Okay. So when the baby's three months, I'm going to push Instagram. I'm going to get on Instagram. I'm going to push this and I'm going to see how far I can take it in three months. And in three months I can do this. I find myself getting steady work 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna let go of my newspaper. So um, I did that and I jumped on Instagram and it became a stalker really. So I went on to all the big local Instagram pages. So like the city, all the big restaurants, wineries, things like that. And I went on and I followed every single person who followed all the local businesses. And then I went into their pages. So those people that I followed and I followed all of their friends. And I did this for hours to the point where I was oh blocked multiple times on Instagram. <laughs> But they were like, okay, you can't do this anymore. We're going to delete your account. And I was like, okay, I'll wait a couple days and I did it again. (laughs) And so that's really how I built up my following. And um, also when you take pictures of people in my contract, it says, okay, when you post a photo, you have to tag me as your photographer. Yeah, that's smart. That was a huge one for me. You know, when your friends, you know, friend posts, oh, I got my family portraits done and tags you. And it's like, oh, you, a couple of people will see that. And then they reach out for me. And then all of, you know, they post their photos and then those friends reach out to me. And it's like, it just grows, grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So well, was- word of mouth networking really is the best and the most successful way to network one's business. And I must say, I see your work being tagged all the time. Like, and I love it. I love when I see your pick and I can recognize your style too. So when someone within my network posts their photos, I mean, you literally just took my best friend's engagement photos. Like, like, let's talk about that part, but (laughs) I I had recommended you. I was like, go, go thank you so much. Um, Well, I was just like, I already know the person, Um, but I've seen your photos pop up you know, within our networks. And it's always so cool to see them pop up and to see your business grow. So you were saying, you know, I never expected my business to be where it's at now. So where is it now? Can you talk to people about that? Like, how do I answer that question? I know (laughs) it's hard to, it's hard to brag about ourselves. It's 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 great. (laughs) It's interesting because I feel like I can't really leave my house without getting ready because someone's going to recognize me. So yesterday I went to get a facial and the the girl who was doing my facial, she's like, are you pixels and prints? I am. (laughs) It's just, I was at Costco and I had my sweatshirt on and a girl came up to me in the bathroom and she's like, oh my God, you're pixels and prints. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic and a weird shift that I'm in right now. It's being recognized outside of where I work you know, outside of, you know, in the real world, people like, oh, you're, you're so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, I am like, yeah. wow, thanks. Uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of where it's at. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah. You have this like notoriety, it sounds like. Um, and I think that is such a testament, number one, to your work because it's gorgeous, but also to your networking skills and to your dedication of human connection. Because even just going back to that conversation in Applebee's where you're just genuinely curious to get to know people and then coming now to those 10 minute conversations where you're genuinely curious about getting to know people. I think that thread is really beautifully woven through your career journey. Um, Where did that come from in you? I honestly don't know. I really <laughs> don't know. I mean, you've known me for a while. I've yeah. been very bubbly and out there totally. the whole time. So for me, it's just like, hey, you know, let's make a new friend. Oh, I'm almost I'm like a dog almost. Like, hey, friend, friend. You know? <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you because I just knew you'd be so great in talking about what you do because you are just so personable. Um, you mentioned that your family, you know, your your parents are immigrants. Where mm-hmm. did they immigrate from? I'm from Mexico. My family's from Mexico. Um, my mom came here when she was five and my dad was here since he was two. So they grew up here. So when you were talking about legacy, like around your family and engineering, what is your hope in your legacy, um, that you're building right now for your own family? Oh, wow. That's a deep question. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I just want my kids to be able to have a life where they are comfortable, where they are happy, where they have a career that they enjoy. And um, that's my biggest for them. Yeah. It's just having a comfortable life where they're happy and they don't have to struggle and they don't have to know some of the struggles that, you know, anyone else is really 
known. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's such a beautiful answer. So you have a a woman owned business and you are a woman of color. Um, When you are captivating people of color and capturing people of Mm -hmm. color. um, I recently spoke with uh, Jenny J, who is also a photographer on the show about what is most important to her when um, representing people of color through her work. So I want to ask you the same question. Oh my God. What is most important <laughs> to you? Um, when, uh, you know, through your work, like, what do you want people to, to feel, to know, um, specifically when it comes to capturing people of color? I want them to see who they are. I want to be able to portray them as, as they wish to be seen if that makes sense. Sometimes all too often we get judged right, right away and we don't, we're not really given an op- opportunity to show who we are. And so if I can capture someone's personality through photographs so that you can see who they really are, I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty powerful in itself. But I like Jenny's answer better. No, you had a beautiful <laughs> like, answer like Jenny, too. Jenny's answer was great. <laughs> I, I think both of your answers are gorgeous. And, um, I'm curious, you know, uh, since you've listened to the show, you know, um, (laughs) every episode I ask my guests, you know, who are your, um, your allies and specifically allies who identify as women in your life and who are the people who have been there throughout your journey for you? Um, so the allies that I would say, I would say my sister is one of my allies. Um, one of my, one of my friends, Diana, she's a coordinator. Um, I have a friend who's a makeup artist, uh, Barbara. They, we all kind of have a, a camaraderie, especially in this business. It's very competitive. It's very, uh, it's very cutthroat in a lot of ways. So we can kind of turn to each other and kind of be that shoulder to lean on. A lot of times in this business, we don't, I don't have a coworker. You know, I don't have, I don't right. have someone that I can talk to aside from my husband, um, about my problems. You know, I have this situation going on with the bride or I have this situation going on with the client and, you know, um, having these friends in the industry who understand and who work in the same field and they get it, you know, they, we can, we can sit down and say, oh my gosh, I'm so burnt out right now. And I have, you know, I have this many weddings left until I can take a break. And it's, you know, it's always kind of like, okay, I have this many left until I can take a break, you know, and it's, it's being able to turn to those people and just be like, Hey, you understand how I'm feeling? Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, yeah, I think that's so lovely. No, I think that's so lovely because, um, I would not assume that, there aren't as many people in this field that you could turn to because of how competitive that it can be. Um, i honestly didn't realize that. And so it's really helpful to hear that, um, you found sisterhood, you found support in these ways. And I think that's really, really important when you're in any um, competitive industry to find those people who will be your community and lift you up and, you know, lead you in this direction. Um, I want to completely shift our conversation to your boudoir photos because (laughs) I'm really, really interested in how this started. Um, and I have so many questions. Um, so can you, um, first of all, I would love for you to say the name of your boudoir business and <laughs> I would love to know how this started. So what's its name and how did this start? Okay. So it's called pixels after dark. I love it um, so much. <laughs> <laughs> One of my clients came up with a name and I thought it was absolutely genius. So I was like, yes, this is, this is it. Um, it got started, um, it's just one of those, you know, I, I photograph a lot of weddings. So a lot of times my brides are like, Hey, do you do board laws also? And, um, I, I kind of, you know, started tipping into it and stepping into it. And now I just love it. And, uh, it's fun. It's, it's, I get to show women. A lot of times women have a perception of who they are and it's always not how the world sees her. 
right? So we think, oh, I have all these problems with my body and no one, you know, no one wants to see that. But once I get a woman in, in a position where, you know, okay, I'm going to photograph you and I'm going to photograph you in this sort of way. And I'm not going to highlight the things that you don't like. I'm going to highlight this and this and this. And once I show them their photo, it's amazing what happens from that point. Cause they, you can see the confidence lift. They're like, oh, I am hot. Oh, <laughs> I, that's me. Are you sure? That's, I don't, that what? And being able to show a woman, Hey, this is you and you are, you're hot. You look mm-hmm. good. You're, I mean, come on, like, come on. So once they see that, it's just, it's, it's honestly, it's life-changing for them. I feel. Oh, I am so obsessed with this because I think that when it comes to photography and have, and having your photo taken, I honestly feel like nothing is more vulnerable and nothing is more vulnerable than a boudoir shoot, like where you're actively like openly, I mean, some people are totally fine and comfortable with it, but I feel like it's very vulnerable and very open, um, especially if they haven't met you or maybe they've seen your work and they're trying to do something new or trying to like diversify you know, whatever they're putting out there in the world or do this for a partner. Um, so much of what we see is through the male gaze. And I really love that you are highlighting the female gaze Mm -hmm. and that it comes from also like your perspective of let, let's shift your body in this way. So you can see what I see, like, let's um, like, look at yourself and and you're cheering women on in this way. Um, Have you ever done a shoot like this before? (laughs) (laughs) So I have not, that's my problem. I need to, Um, I I have my own insecurities, you know, I, so I feel, and I'm just going to say this, but I feel like no one can photograph a plus size woman aside besides a plus size woman thank you (laughs) it's just it's just different I I just and I've seen it I've literally seen it um you know so for me it's finding a plus size photographer and there's one in Tennessee her name is Kayla and she's amazing and I think one day I'll make a trip out there and get that boudoir session done but you um, have to (laughs) I really want to (laughs) you know, but it's always, it's, and it's, I hear it from my clients too. I need to lose 10 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to do this. I, after I get this done, I want to, I want to have a little bit of Botox done or whatever the case may be. Um, and for me, it's like, I, I have those insecurities too. You know, I'm not a fan oh, of, yeah. people. so, you know, I, that's when it's really what's holding me back, but I, I, I do want to, and if I do, I want it done by the best. So <laughs> oh my gosh now I have to go look up this person oh too. I will send you her link because she's yes. fantastic <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh I can't wait I but I totally agree with you 100% and that's another reason why I love your work is because I think you um you capture plus size women in such beautiful ways and um it's so true. I have had my photo taken and I'm like, what? Like not only being plus size, but a woman of color. I'm like, okay, this is just not like, it's okay. Your gaze is different, but it's also not okay. And like, please expand, um, you know, your education around these subjects, because I think it can be really hard. Um, and I talked with this about Jenny as well for folks to capture different skin tones um, and color correct them in the right way. And I think that also comes along with different body types. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you're addressing a different body type when, and then you're capturing that body type on photo. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that um, you started with this desire to get into photography in the fashion world. And I feel like there have been a lot of doors that were closed to plus size women 15 years ago that have been slowly opening and slowly changing, Mm -hmm. um, especially around representation and photography and getting diverse bodies out there for people to see. Um, What is your hope in this area um, to see more of in in this space that you really walk in um, around photography and media and and representation? Honestly, I feel like it's already shifted to where I, I, I feel like, wow, this is, this is okay. 
when I first started 16 years ago, however long ago it was, um, photography was male dominated, 100% male dominated. I, me being a female, it was like unheard of to be a photographer. And I think the breakthrough of social media has really helped women being able to stay home, raise their kids and have a side gig and, and a career as a photographer. And so I think the last statistic I saw were like 57% or 60% of women, um, of photographers are women now. Um, that it's oh, actually wow. more, more women in the field than it is men. Um, and I love that. I, that's amazing. And I feel blessed because I, I feel like I am just surrounded by women of color. Um, especially in this field. And most of my friends are women of color. So for me, it's like, oh, we're already here. We're doing the thing, you right. know, and this is, we're here, we're doing it. And we're at a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy seeing all of this and, and seeing the representation of, of plus size women and, you know, seeing just in the media and, the, and, and in, in television now. I mean, I forgot the name of the TV show on Hulu, but it's a plus size woman in media. And I'm trying to her name, what the name of the show is, but it, it brought me to tears to see, wow, we, there's a plus size girl on TV and she's yeah. talking about her feelings and she's talking about what it's like being plus size in the, in, in the workforce and how people perceive her and how she's been treated. And I'm like, wow, she's, she's putting it all out there and people see it now. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And I love it. And let's do that more. Let's do more of that. And we're there. It's happening. 100%. I, I love your answer to this because I remember feeling like, um, so excited when ugly Betty was on, like, yeah. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is the only person on TV that like <laughs> I can somewhat identify with. And like they had, cause I wanted to work for a magazine and I remember like feeling awkward and, um, you know, I'm a plus size woman. I just remember feeling, you know, off, but now I watch and I, and I think, you know, that show was really groundbreaking at the time for you know, what it did for representation, but there were just so many messages that were really horrible. Even the name of the show, um, that I just feel like now, if that show were to be released, like it probably wouldn't have even been like, there would have been so many changes, um, because that's how many doors have been opened to change those conversations. And I was a huge fan of that show and I still love that show. Yeah. I just watch it and have these moments of cringiness where I'm like, oh, that is not the conversation anymore that we're having. Yeah. And I really adore that you've um, created this space and that you're, you know, stepping into this role and that you're powerful in your role. Um, people recognize you in Costco and I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love no, I really do that. Recognize Costco. Costco. (laughs) Um, No, I really do love that you are stepping into your power in your business and that you're creating space with other women of color. And um, just thank you for doing that because it's really needed and it's really, really important. Um, I can't believe that we're almost at our time. Holy moly. but I know, (laughs) bye. Um, (laughs) but I, I really wanted to talk about your style and, um, your coloring in your photography. Um, I feel like when I look at your work, it looks like a warm hug and, Mm -hmm. I really um, think it is so signature to you and one of the reasons why you've grown. And I know you've said like your style evolved naturally and, and like you just kind of picked things up from your different roles, but I think it's a very, you have very powerful imagery. Um, so how did that develop and what's important to you when conveying this particular style that you have? Honestly, Okay. So my favorite time of the day, and I think, I think a lot of people can say this is sunset, right? You have all these beautiful warm tones and you have all of these, the way that, you know, greens light up and the way that, you know, the mountains hit, the the light hits the mountains and just the way that the sun really reflects. I feel like the way we see it. And when we take a picture, it's not the same, 
right? So you take a picture on your cell phone, you take, you see with your eyes, you're like, wait, but it's way more vibrant than that. It's more, it's more you know, warm than that. And so that's kind of where I try to lean into. It's how does your eye see this? How would your eye see this? And then how do you really see it? Right. Or how, you know, how I can photograph it, that it looks, it looks the most like what you remember it feeling like. That's the, I think that's the best way I can put it. Oh, that's such a beautiful way to describe it. And so true. I mean, there are these moments where it's almost like, oh man, like, I wish I could have captured this in this way. And I love that that's the essence of what you capture in your work. Um, so lastly, what would you, what, what advice would you give to, if there is a a young girl who, um, is just discovering photography and like wanting to navigate into this space, what advice would you give them? Be friends with everybody, everyone. Networking is key to anything. Um, knowing the right people and going for it and making that jump, whether it's quitting a job in the newspaper and, you know, becoming a full-time photographer, or there it's, I mean, for me, it's just doing it and putting your all into it. And if you, if you have a heart behind it and if you have great intention behind it, it's going to happen for you. Mm-hmm. I love advice. that advice. Yeah. If you have heart behind it and intention behind it, it's going to happen for you. What a beautiful quote. Okay. We are, I cannot believe we're like nearing our hour. So where can people find you if they want to be in touch with you? Um, I'm on Instagram, um, pixels and prints, um, pixels after dark as well. Um, I'm on Facebook and I have my website, uh, pixels and prints.co, excuse me, pixels and prints.co. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has .com and they don't want to give it up. So I'm like, okay, .co is. <laughs> um, and I've thought of an additional question I want to ask okay. you. So um, there you have this beautiful story of um, shifting your career while you were pregnant. And I know you have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about, you know, your uh, role as a mother and as a business owner in, um, you know, cause I, a lot of people who are mothers or who are pregnant, listen to this show. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, you know, with these transitions that have happened in your life, how have, how has that impacted your work and, um, how do you remain sane? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a loaded question. Cause there's a lot of answers to that one. Okay. So <laughs> my, I think being a mother actually made me a better photographer. I can see that. Yeah. And it's, it's those little moments of your son holding your hand and it's the little moments of him looking at you. Like you're the most amazing thing in the world. And those are the photos that I aim for. You know, I, I, I'll ask kids like, Hey, what's your favorite thing about mom? And you look up at mom and there's the picture right there. And it's like, I just love her. You know, I want to cry, but it's like, it's that is those little moments and that just being a mom myself, I know how important those photos are to, to mom, to me. So I know like, oh, I have to capture these moments for moms. And I have to just this, this moment, your, your baby's only a baby for a year. Your toddler is only a toddler for two years. You have a, a preschooler for you know, two years. You have a child for six years. You know, you have a teenager for so many years and then they're, they're gone. So it's these little moments. It's like, those, these are going to be, these are gonna be the photos that you're going to remember your little baby. You're going to remember your toddler. You're going to remember your school age child, because this is the last time they're going to be this age. And that to me is, that's what fuels my family photography in general and, and capturing those little, those little tiny little moments. Um, how do I get through it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great answer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of teamwork with my husband. It's a lot yeah. of teamwork with my husband. It's a lot of, Hey, I have a photo shoot at four 30. That means I have to leave by three 30. Can you please be home by, by, you know, three o'clock so we can talk about what happened today and go over, you know, who hasn't eaten or who's feeling this or whatever the case is. And then it's, you know, I'm off to the next, you know, the next thing. And then I come home and it's, you know, I, I, um, I've, 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 I listened to your podcast, obviously, and you were talking about your, your struggles with your anxiety and other things. And I struggle with that as well. And I think that's where I really connected with you as a mom, trying not to get emotional. 
No, I was getting emotional when you were talking about like moments in time. I was like, I want to <laughs> hug my baby, but he's right. asleep. <laughs> and um, I struggle with anxiety. I'm really bad. And um, and for me, you know, it's I started reading. Excuse me, not reading. I don't actually read. It's audible. I listen. <laughs> let's be real. I don't have time to read. I listen. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, obviously, and I listen to a lot of uh, audio books. So, um, the gift of imperfections by Brene Brown. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, so that book is like, I live by that book and it's, you know, setting aside time for myself. And that was something I had a hard time with doing in the beginning mm-hmm. of motherhood. It's finding that time for me. And so now I make it an intention every single day to put aside time for myself. I schedule myself out. So, you know, between this hour and this hour, this is what I'm doing between this hour and this hour, this is what I'm doing. You know, some people think that's crazy. How can you time out your life like that? But that's just how I do my life. And that's how I keep my sanity. Yeah. Um, So I know, you know, I have to stop working at 10 PM because I need to get at least seven hours of sleep. (laughs) So my baby, I have to be up at 6am to take the kids to school. So, you know, I stop working at 10. I give myself an hour to kind of unwind, do my thing. Usually my husband's asleep by then. (laughs) And then, you know, I have my, my hour to myself and then I'm asleep and then I'm up at six. So if I give myself that time every day, I find myself, okay, I can, I can do this. I can move on. I can continue on with my day, you know? Yeah. Um, Totally. I mean, I think you were really touching on holding space for yourself. Um, I mean, it's just critical, especially when you have children. Um, no, even if you don't have children, if you, it's just important no matter what. Um, but for my journey as a parent, I found doing exactly what you're saying is, you know, just scheduling out that time and knowing, okay, I know by this time, the rest of the night, is I'm off, you know, like I can go take a bath. I can go get a cocktail. You know, Mm -hmm. I have time for myself. I can listen to a show. Um, you know, I, and I really feel like holding that space is beautiful and so important, especially when you have anxiety or when you are battling any sort of mental health hurdle. Um, so thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. And I also, um, think this really, Uh, beautifully ties into your work in holding space for others. When we're talking about your boudoir shoots, you're holding space for that time for someone else and and they're being vulnerable and having a moment. Um, And same with a couple and their love, you know, like you're holding time for them to really take time with each other and communicate about their love. And so I think your work is very powerful and, um, yeah, I, I just really, really resonate with a lot of what you you've said during this, um, conversation. And I think a lot of people will, and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today and, uh, you know, where to find her and Ruby, just thank you for your time. And you did it. (laughs) And for those who, um, you know, are listening, just never forget that your story matters and you matter. And we'll see you on the next episode of Growing Woman. Thanks, everyone. Growing Women Podcast is an Amplify Her Media production. Amplify Her Media is a media company dedicated to amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. Follow along for more stories at AmplifyHerMedia.com.